Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNY's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. This week, the U.S. House of Representatives importantly passed legislation that had previously passed the Senate to prevent until the end of the year a 2% Medicare sequester cut for physicians and other health care providers that had been scheduled to go into effect on April 1st. President Biden has signed this legislation into law. The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services had been holding off processing Medicare physician claims since the beginning of the month to avoid paying claims with reduced amounts in the expectation that the House would take the action that it took this week. But again, it is important that they have now taken action to prevent this 2% cut. We thank the many physicians across the state who took the time to contact their respective members of Congress to urge that they act to prevent this ill-time cut from going into effect. Several MISNI physician leaders had also participated in meetings with key members of New York's congressional delegation back in February to urge that they prevent this cut from occurring. As often is the case with victories like this, it is a temporary reprieve with potentially even bigger cuts scheduled for next year based upon offsets needed to pay for recently enacted comprehensive programs passed by Congress. We will again need to marshal our grassroots forces later this year to prevent those cuts. But again, the current cut will not go into effect. Turning back to Albany, as the state legislature puts last week's enactment of the state budget in its rearview mirror, there now remain eight weeks left in the legislative session. Physicians across the state can, of course, take great pride in pushing back successfully against the numerous adverse proposals that were contained in the executive budget. I do think it's worth noting again that the rejection of the proposal to require physicians to pay 50% of the excess insurance coverage saved 17,000 physicians over $50 million combined, or on average, $3,000 per physician, an amount that greatly exceeds the cost of your MISNI membership. Yet, certainly there are many physicians out there who are getting this advocacy benefit without paying for MISNI membership. Looking ahead over the next eight weeks, on the positive side, MISNI is working with a number of patient and physician advocacy groups in support of legislation to address various health insurance abuse, including preventing health insurer changes mid-policy year to their prescription formularies, legislation to rein in the practices of PBMs, legislation to permit third parties to help patients cover the cost of their deductibles, and legislation to restrict excessive prior authorization practices that are being required by health insurance. At the same time, we continue to be very concerned with aspects of legislation that is referred to as the Patient Medical Debt Reduction Act. While many of the aspects of this legislation do not directly pertain to community-based physician care, there is a concerning component that would require a hospital and a hospital-based physician not employed to submit bills to patients jointly. We are concerned that without significant changes, it will put these physicians at the mercy of hospitals in order to receive payments they are due, even though bills are still being submitted separately to insurance companies, often with divergent patient cost-sharing responsibilities. In the bill's current form, it is simply not workable. Therefore, MISNI has been urging the legislature to make changes to this bill to make it more workable. 
There also remain several bills under active consideration that would expand New York's already outrageously high medical liability insurance costs. Despite the fact that New York continues to have the highest costs in the country, and patient visits and revenue remain way down as a result of the pandemic. Then, of course, there are the usual litany of scope expansion bills. For example, next week, the Senate Health Committee is considering legislation to permit pharmacists to perform waived lab tests without coordination with a physician, and the Senate Higher Education Committee is considering legislation to expand the scope of podiatrists. And we have seen several other other bills under active consideration that would expand the scope of practice for nurse anesthetists, dietitians, naturopaths, physician assistants, and nurse practitioners. Then, of course, there are the litany of mandate bills, including proposals to require co-prescribing of naloxone in conjunction with an opioid prescription, proposals for physicians to document consideration of alternatives to writing prescriptions for opioids, proposals to require physicians providing care to epileptic patients to warn them of the risk of sudden death, and to require physicians to document the school attended by their pediatric patients. All of these are well-meaning proposals, of course, but each are fraught with risks and consequences to physicians for inadvertent failure to take these required steps. Please remain alert for further requests for grassroots activity on these and other issues. On the CME front, please remember that we have two live programs next week. On Wednesday, April 21st at 7.30 a.m., our next Medical Matters CME program will discuss mental health of children and teens during COVID. And then on Thursday, April 22nd at 7.30 a.m., our next Veterans Matters CME program will discuss military culture, everything physicians need to know about veterans as patients. For many, many other recorded CME programs, please go to our CME site, cme.misney.org. Thank you again for listening to this podcast and for your continuing support for MISNI and your county medical society. We will speak again next week.